Hey, why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Benty. And with me, as always, are my wonderful sidekicks. First, Mr. Mashko. Can I kick it? Yes, yes, you can. And then there's Mauer. Beep you! Ooh, um... That was that was all over the place. I was like, it was, you know what that felt like? It felt like you didn't quite know how you were gonna say the beep you, so you like came in aggressive, and you were like, well, I don't. it's like when people say hi low. <laughs> That's how I feel like your beep you was. <laughs> it was more. I didn't want to blow out my voice because we got a lot of shit to but talk. You blow about out today. our ears. You know, it's fine. <laughs> you should know it's coming by now. That's to be fair. Well, no, that's not true. Recently, uh, sometimes you've, it's, it's been subdued, bro. It's been subdued. You've been more Rorschach, you know. And the repetitive like, monotone one's the best. No, <laughs> Beep stop. you. Stop. See, see Beep now you. Gonna, Beep yeah. you. Oh, now we got another like three or four weeks of that. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Wednesday show. And it's just the Wednesday show. Welcome Fun. to the show. Welcome to the show. <laughs> that's the best way to put it. The big show. Um, well, and because of the big show, that's pretty much what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, we, we have to talk about the Super the Bowl trailer. Show. Oh, the big game. <laughs> I mean, to me, it was just the show in the middle, <laughs> to be ah. fair. So, I mean, which was a great show. The I, rest I, of I, us watched that amazing football game. Menti's like, when do the commercials come on? No, I don't care <laughs> about the commercials either. <laughs> I wanted those. I wanted trailers and the halftime show. And this is the first year I cared about the halftime show. So... That's the first really time it. you didn't care when Prince was on? Uh, yeah, it was cool. I didn't know. I don't... You and I are different about live performances. We've talked about this before, and it, it annoys you. Like, I hate live CDs. Oh. See? Like, we've <laughs> never, we'll never see eye to eye on this. I would prefer you at your best in controlled environment in a studio to see what you can come up with. Prince is still the same, if not better, live than he is on a CD. Like, it's, it's awesome to watch somebody paint, but I don't want to stand there for the whole thing. What is that? <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> that was my dad's ringtone. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I thought I, my phone was on Do Not Disturb. <laughs> Apparently, it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, for me, seeing somebody that can perform live, and we were talking about the big game, uh, the, the performance we saw there needs to go on tour. You know, having Dre, Eminem, Snoop, and 50, they can leave Mary at home because she can't perform live. But uh, <laughs> but so, I would love to see that tour. Uh, is it wasn't that the the up and the lineup for the Up and Smoke tour? At least one of them. I feel like no. So they were gonna go on tour, and this is way off topic. I'll reel it back. Like I was about to say, <laughs> I was about to um, say, you you made a joke about how I didn't care <laughs> yeah. about it, and now that's all we're talking about. So there was actually a tour presented that was gonna be Dre, Snoop, Fifty, and M. And M turned it down because he didn't want to go on tour for so long that when he came home, Haley would have grown. 
So, and 50 was like, there was so much money on the table for that. It was a lot of dates, and M nixed it right away. And interviews like, well, Haley is grown now. And 50 was like, yes, she is. Let's get this tour <laughs> happening. So if that halftime show was them testing the waters to see if the world was ready to just throw stupid money at them, I'm ready. Give me $1,000 for two tickets. Done. I love, because... did, you, um, did you hear what he said about the fat shaming? Did you guys hear about that? <laughs> so everybody was all, because 50 Cent comes down, he's a little bit wider than he used to be, and he goes, somebody brought it up to him in an interview, and he goes, fat shaming's only shaming if you're ashamed of your fat. <laughs> what a great answer. Two, I wouldn't have any of those fat shamers do what he did of pulling yourself inverted and then getting down from that by yeah, doing a sit-up. And the people who are giving him crap, have they ever looked like 50 Cent looked like? <laughs> have he's they just ever in bulk in mode right now. He'll cut when he has to go film. Screw them. Yes, I, I made a I made a crack that he was going to be at the show because I didn't know he was going to be in the show. So when I saw him hanging there, I was like, "What the heck?" I missed. <laughs> I completely missed that he was part of the lineup. He wasn't part of the he lineup. Wasn't, yeah, he wasn't. He was the surprise. surprise. There we go. All right. But <laughs> in the first shot, the rest of us. In the first shot, when they panned around the set, you saw his name on the marquee that they had. Mm -hmm. So they ruined their surprise. So that by... was Lego. To yes. bring it all to pull it back around. That was Legos and how oh. they ruined comic book movies. That was a horrible segue. Yeah, <laughs> was I was gonna segue. say let's talk about only, Moon Knight. Let's get back to Yeah, the Moon only Knight. other thing other than that, the white set reminded me of the Moon Knight trailer. And the only <laughs> cool thing about that Moon Knight trailer was yes, we're that's, getting a crescent cape. That's not true. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the only cool thing. It, it wasn't was the, the only, only cool, cool thing. thing. It was the only thing that was different. Let's move on. Done. Let's talk Peacemaker. <laughs> Dude, I'm never, the, moon, the biggest Moon Knight <laughs> fan on the show is... That's trail. So they're ruining Moon Knight already. You don't know that. You don't know that. It hasn't come out yet. Just just be excited for the, for the mystique of it. Okay. Well, it was cool know. seeing, the, seeing the, the crescent cape. They got the cape, and I love that Kevin Feige was like, we really want to push the boundaries with this show. Yeah, but We're they're not because we just got the British ratings on it, and it's TA-14, which is pretty much the same as all the other Disney shows. So yeah, but, that's, can't but be... you can still see how you can push that. I mean, they're pushing PG-13 with the Batman. That's getting that's being touted as really dark. Yeah, but PG the British ratings are very, very strict. Or wherever the TA-14 is. I was reading an article on it. There's not much they can do. So I it's just probably... feel as though he gets the benefit of the doubt. Because It'll again, be implied violence, not visual violence. I think Maybe. the violence will be there. I think it'll there there will be a lack of blood. That's yeah. usually the biggest thing to be Because he's going to be fighting like monsters and stuff. He's. Right. I think what it's going to be a lot of him fighting monsters, and it turns out they were people. Like I think that's where it's going to get dark, and that's where you go. Oh, <laughs> that's where it's going to be rough. That's fine. But can we move on to Peacemaker? Yes, we can move on to Peacemaker. <laughs> because if Ma Disney Mauer was all excited about this joke, and we just derailed him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if peace, if Disney could learn anything from Peacemaker, it's how to pace a show and finish strong spoiler alert if you haven't finished it but that's this is at this point that's on you <laughs> at this point we're yeah, until we covid's we're over past. we're weeks past <laughs> but yeah that that show kept building and building and building and when you thought it was just going to be a bunch of dick and fart jokes they had those and then you crying in the next scene like, oh yes it, yes it was i mean it's james gunn it's 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 I can't wait. I can't believe that he just recently said that he's done making movies after Guardians to focus on television. But after watching... Not just any television. DC television. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, He's really? focusing on... D I think he is going to be the puppet master for DC television. Wow. That's a huge deal. That's a... Wow, that changes everything. 
Because like there are some characters I would be very excited to see him touch. There are other characters I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think, and this is, I wasn't a fan of his always, but I've been doing re- more and more research and watching interviews and talking to him. I think he's one of the few people that can look at other properties and not put his thumbprint on it, but still have a good positive influence on it. Like, I um, think he'd be willing to let another director take their spin on it, but still find a way to tie the universes together. Oh, I, I agree with that. I just also think that at this point he sells James Gunn because everything he's been doing recently is sells. So there's very much a James Gunn feel to things that James Gunn does. They're very James Gunny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if James Gunn went, hey, I'm going to bring Kevin Smith in to do a new Green Arrow. Would be awesome. Oh, you mean him? <laughs> you mean you mean as him heading DCTV? Yeah, yeah. Not just him writing TV shows. No, he's not going to be just writing. I think he's going to be the fahey of Johns. DCTV. Remember, that's what Jeff Johns was supposed to do. Yeah, but Jeff Johns... He did not do. He did not do. Well. <laughs> he did not do well. I think he discovered how much more he can do with television and really yeah. flesh out a story as opposed to just a you know two and a half hour movie. And I uh, think the crazy. freedom of DC not being like hit this mark, hit this mark, hit this mark. Don't do that. How weird! So if it wasn't for the pandemic, that this would never be a thing. Nope. Because he would have never written a TV show. And wow. if it wasn't Wild. for John Cena completely blowing him away on the set of Suicide Squad. Yeah, very true. Because that was his spark for all this, is he loved John Cena and his acting abilities so much that he didn't feel like he gave him enough uh, meat in the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, because he was going to originally just kind of, he was a very, he was he could have been a complex character if you did your own research on him, but like in the in Suicide Squad, he wasn't that complex. He was not nearly as interesting of a character as he is now that the show's done. He was very funny, and he was definitely stole the scenes that he was in, but he wasn't, like, the deepest of characters. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a chance of him moving up into the Harley Quinn oh, at this point? level of DC. And there's a lot of people who are mad about that, too, which cracks me up. There are people who are mad because um, I don't remember if it was Cena. I think it was Cena who said that he did no research into Peacemaker before doing this. Because why would you? <laughs> you didn't want that character to influence how he developed this new character. And a lot of people are mad because it's not that, you know, a- adaptation from the books. To that, I say it's a character that failed in the books. Like, I know he's got a fan base, but it's a very small fan base, and no one cared about him until the Suicide Squad movie. Now, we have a very different rendition of that character that is working. Yep. Just like when a comic character, like, okay, Deadpool went through a pretty big retcon from when he was first created to who he is now. If it wasn't for the fact that he was almost canceled, we would never have Deadpool the way he is. If it wasn't for the fact that a TV or a movie was made in uh, keeping this character around as a joke, he would not be a household name. And let's talk about, you know, in that season finale, you saw them add the depth to him in the, him dealing with his father's, him killing his father. You deal with him deciding to not help the butterflies who were here Mm -hmm. to help us because he didn't want to upset his team. Like those two growth moments for him are huge. And I don't think you'd get that out of the comic version of Peacemaker. Well, I I wouldn't even say you could or couldn't. I just said it doesn't matter. 
Like the like it's it's Steppenwolf in Justice League. It's a character that did not do very well when he was around. <laughs> like another writer could come back and make him interesting, but you know who that writer was? James Gunn, and he didn't do it in a comic. He did it in a movie. My point is, is that sometimes that the things that are done in other mediums outside of comics are better than the comics. Like I know people don't like to admit that, but it's true. And pe- this Peacemaker is absolutely better than the 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 harder c- concept that the comics focused on. This funny kind of goofy version of him is where it, it works. It works beautifully. That makes the, the costume make sense. The whole thing works so much better than when you just try to explain it as like a as a guy who would do whatever it takes for peace. And they let him be badass when he had to be badass. Yeah. So that the theme song scene at the end, their final battle with him and that shield. Oh, so funny. <laughs> that was the best was part. So that was great. Was so funny. And that's not really something he carries in the comics. But because John Cena kept going around saying he was just a douchey Captain America, James Gunn was like, I'm going to show the world what Captain America would do if right. he was just out for violence. Well, not even that. Just the way the the show itself was produced. Like, you, you're telling me Captain America, if he threw his shield at somebody, it wouldn't slice a limb off? Like, so you know that's going to happen. I will put this in the um, – I'll put this in the, sh- the, the show post for this. But do you guys ever watch Vsauce? Do you know what Vsauce is on YouTube? No. It's a great YouTube channel. It's a science-based channel. It's one of my favorites. But they a lot of times will do videos breaking down things from comic book movies and what would happen in real life. And one of them was, what would happen if you got hit by Captain America's shield? And it turns out, nothing. <laughs> it turns out it's not as big of a deal as you would think. Uh, but if he kicked you the way that he kicks people, his foot would go through them. <laughs> so it's i'll put the i'll put the show i'll put it in the show post so everyone can watch it and know what i'm talking about but it's a it's all of those are very much worth your time but it, it's i felt the same thing until i watched the video and even the guy who does it jake roper he was like yeah this turned out to be a lot more a lot less entertaining than i thought it would be so let's talk about his feet <laughs> what if That's the shield like, was sharpened what if the what, edge was razor his absolutely was sharpened yeah. like his 100 yeah. percent. he was he was removing heads <laughs> yo and they they saved vigilante for me in the past the last two or three episodes because at first i was like why did they make him so nerdy so and, and funny, then his feature said the same thing he was like this, i don't like this this vigilante because but i don't he was another character that i never cared about did you care about so vigilante I, growing I, up? I liked vigilante growing up i really did wow. but they went in my opinion they went more american um what you call it murderer what are the serial killer? So they gave American him more of Ninja a, Warrior, American <laughs> serial killer for him, where he's just this nerdy, unappreciated guy, mild mannered, but inside he's broken. So he had more of that serial killer feel versus vigilantes like I'm going to beat the shit out of you and kind of be a tough guy. So it made sense at the end, but it took the whole season for me to buy into this vigilante. Oh, they it just felt like they wanted their own Deadpool. That's really what Vigilante felt like to me, is he felt like this, he was only empathetic when it, when, the, when it made sense for the plot, otherwise he was not empathetic. Like, he just felt like a character that they needed to make someone as crazy as Peacemaker seem more grounded. He, he is a, he's very, he's very much a, how far could Peacemaker actually go? And that's right. Vigilante. You know, everything was good, the, they tied up, everything and then the cameo at the end oh let's talk about the cameo cameos cameos first off can we just get this out of the way that Zack snyder fans just will never be happy ever yeah screw them they will just go write another petition about it buy some (laughs) billboards 
you know, and waste more people's time with a 17-hour cut of that shitty movie. That move, this, his cut with the movie was great, and you got it. You got what you wanted, and now you know <laughs> they even put the characters in the show, which is what everyone wanted, and then they were. Well, still no, no, mad. they didn't put the characters that they cared about. They want to see Zack Snyder's Batman and Zack Snyder's Superman. And then I love Zack Snyder. I'm not Zack Snyder. I love um, James Gunn was like, I don't think I can tell you why Batman's not in it. <laughs> he goes, it might have something to do with future movies, but I don't think I can tell you why. And, and you know goes, why Cyborg's not in it. He would know. No way that was going to happen. And originally, James Gunn, it was only going to be um, Aquaman. It was really just going to be, uh, why can't I think of his name? Jason Momoa. Momoa. Yes. It was only supposed to be Jason Momoa because they had a relationship. And then he says he heard from a friend of a friend that Ezra Miller was really a big fan of his work. So he called him up saying, hey, would you be willing to do this? And they said yes. But he was filming Guardians of the Galaxy at the time. So the Marvel team is the team that shot the cameo for Ezra Miller. So that was you. they used the film crew from Guardians That's to do awesome. that scene. Because apparently nice. D, they owed DC, according to James Gunn, because DC did the same thing for Marvel. Hmm. Yeah, so turns out they have a much closer relationship in the movies than everybody would like to believe. Uh, Marvel and DC. Oh yeah, it's 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 like it's like Samsung and and you know yeah. and and the other ones. It's <laughs> it's like there's no. I'm sure a lot of the you know the the back end people, the production they people, they all work on the same stuff. It's... They want they want comic book movies to be keep being profitable so they could keep right. making a lot of money. The when comic book movies eventually go the way of the western, they're going to be very upset. So they need to keep themselves happy right now by keeping everybody happy. And people are commenting that the wrong, that the there's a rumor that that uh cameo proved true and it's not the Aquaman one. It's the rumor that Peacemaker started saying that Flash is a douche because seeing the Flash kind of joke with Aquaman saying, well, it's not a rumor, shows you that he's a douchebag, therefore making what Peacemaker said about him a true thing. <laughs> so can we, go, let's, can we just for a second talk about how angry, uh, how angry uh, Stephen Amell seemed after oh. the little shot he took at, at Green Arrow? He said, what do you say in the show? Green Arrow wears, he's a brony. Yeah, <laughs> it's, the, it's the back a half of brony. The, the back half of Twilight Sparkles. Um, yeah, so John C or, uh, Stephen Amell was not was none too happy about that and said, "What did he say? He said I did not see it. I'm too busy trying. I'm too busy showing John Cena what professional wrestling should look like on TV." <laughs> wow. Yeah, and you know how passionate Stephen Amell is about Green Arrow, and I'm going to say without Stephen Amell, Green Arrow's popularity wouldn't be at the level it's at. He definitely I agree. gave. If it wasn't for Stephen Amell, that joke wouldn't be in the in Peacemaker. No. <laughs> that joke wouldn't have been there. And if Cena, if Cena wasn't as nice as he is, I wouldn't be a fan of his. But Stephen Amell's true. Heels is probably the best wrestling on TV, um, and there's a good chance that we're going to see uh, Cody joining heels because he just left AEW. I know, I know. It just, it just sounded, it sounded more aggressive than I thought it, w it, it would have been. You know what I mean? It seems more of a dig than I would expect. Well, you don't remember his dig against uh, Warner Brothers when they announced the casting of the Flash right after the Flash TV show debuted. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, and he had very. There was a lot of reason to be mad about that. But, but calling Green Arrow, in, the fictional Green Arrow, a, a brony. <laughs> Is, I was like, wow, he took a real shot at, at John Cena for that. I'm <laughs> pretty sure they know each dig. other. I would hope after that one. Mm -hmm. I, would, I would hope they do. 
Because that was a that was it seemed it, I don't know it just seemed more aggressive than I would expect Stephen Amell to get. If that makes sense. Or it could be his way of opening up the, the conversation in a way to get Cena on heels. Or a Green Arrow <laughs> Peacemaker crossover. Yo, if they bring Stephen Amell's Green Arrow into the DCEU. Oh my God. Through Peacemaker? Look, and Peacemaker brought Batmite into the MCU and uh, Matter Eater Boy <laughs> into the MCU. He, the amount of ridiculous, out obscure characters that are now Matter canon. Eater Lad. Matt, oh, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. I mixed him up with Arm Fall Off Boy <laughs> that he also put into DCEU canon. No. So turns out that that is a completely new character. The detachable kid James yes, Gunn invented. Based on arm fall off boy, because there's only one dude who has that power that I'm aware of. <laughs> yeah, but he can't levitate them and control them. And he's nope. still alive. So he'll be back in the next episode. You will argue anything. <laughs> anything. All right. Just so what? Saying. What's what's uh what's going on with wrestling? I mean, this I never thought in a million years you'd hear me say that. I just know that there's there's more so let's to go your back. Stephen Amell thing. Go back a little bit, a few years, when we had uh, Cody, Cody Rhodes, the son of the late, great Dusty Rhodes, appeared on Arrow. Shortly after that, he went on the world tour of independent wrestling that turned into him starting, along with other members of the Bullet Club, a popular faction in the indie wrestling. I appreciate AE all, of, all of the explanations, because every time you say these names, I'm like, well, please explain <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, AEW Wrestling, All Elite Wrestling, because the Bullet Club members had a YouTube show called Being the Elite. They call themselves the Elite, so they made All Elite Wrestling. He was one of the executive uh, VPs for AEW, along with mm -hmm. them, and recently his contract was up, and he was working without a contract, randomly out of the blue contract negotiations were going nowhere so him and his wife left aew now this is a company that he helped start that is changing the landscape of wrestling giving wwe its first real competition since wcw back in the late 90s early 2000s rumor has it that because he left there wwe is throwing a shit ton of money at him to come back into the fold so they can get some of that rub. They term in wrestling when you transfer your heat. Um, I was about, to say. <laughs> I was about get, to say. Get some of the rub from him leaving so they can have a kayfabe story. Kayfabe is when you keep uh, the storyline real um, to WWE and have it like they stole the, the heart of AEW to kind of I, take some of them away. I have a feeling this isn't going to make it onto YouTube, but if it does, he's doing this because of my face. Every time he says <laughs> something, I'm just like, I look so dumbfounded. <laughs> um, but it, it really is huge. And the fact that this is getting coverage on every news source out there. Like, there isn't a news source right now that isn't covering Cody leaving AEW because it's the number one show on TNT for all of their cable shows. Like... AEW is not a little thing in the grand scheme of things. It's smaller than WWE right now because WWE has been around forever. Mm -hmm. But when you compare it to other shows, it immediately leapfrogged everything. Yeah, TNA, everything. all those, all those other ones. TNA, that's uh, what Tennessee something. <laughs> oh, wow. Total nonstop it's, action. There you go. Just, it's not I actually heard, TNA. I, I heard the rub, and then I heard TNA, and <laughs> that's I was why just I had to clarify. <laughs> I was in a very now, different place. Now, Mara, correct me if I'm wrong. He was the head of creative. 
at AEW. No. Okay. So here's how it worked, and then we can move on. <laughs> he was helping write the storylines for creative. Gotcha. But everybody was getting to the room. So the elite, you know, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks all were all used to be in a room and they'd be putting the storylines together. Beginning of 2020, Tony was like, Tony Khan, he's the owner of AEW, also part owner of the Jaguars, one of the richest men in the world. His uh, father, uh, what is it, Fahid Khan? Sure. Uh, is probably <laughs> the top three richest people in the world. Self-made, mm -hmm. by the way, live in the American dream. But he said, there's too many cooks in the kitchen. I'm going to be the only one making the storylines. I'll still take other people's ideas, but they're not going to have as much input. And that seems to be why Cody left. His father, Dusty's claim to fame wasn't the wrestling side of it, which he was one of the greatest wrestlers, in my opinion, of all time. Mm -hmm. His father was one of the best bookers in wrestling. For Menti, that's the people that book the matches and what the storylines are. I, I that one I figured out out of context. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so Cody wants his legacy to honor his father and be a booker. I have a feeling he's going to WWE to be the new person to run NXT. Mm. So cool. that does yeah, make sense. Yo, I get, I completely get when people gloss over when I'm trying to explain stuff like Doctor Strange. Like when I'm trying to explain <laughs> the thing, people are like, well, what's going on in Doctor Strange Multiverse Madness? And I just start going off about multiple realities. And then they're like, I just gloss over. Like <laughs> you started speaking a whole different language there. Yep. And it's a very popular language. So it is. Um, stay tuned. By the way, have to give a shout out. Uh, Butts in Seats, the Tony Schiavone story, is getting rave reviews, nominated mm -hmm. for Comic Book of the Year. Um, I have my copy of it. If you can find it in your local comic shop, get it. It is phenomenal. So hats off to Dirk and all the artists that did the art for it. It really is a phenomenal way and a good way to tell those stories because, Mashko, you and I have been saying wrestling is pretty much living comic books. Absolutely. So seeing these stories told in comic form just makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, let's start glossing over some real complex shit. Let's talk about. <laughs> let's start talking about Doctor Strange oh and the multitude God. of fan service. Oh, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. And woo, it does. It does look scarier. It does look more Sam Raimi than I thought it was going to. Like mm -hmm. the like. Okay, the zombies was a shock. Like I knew we were gonna get some zombie, but to the degree we got, wasn't expecting. I also wasn't expecting four different Doctor Stranges. Was it four? Well, the, the rumor. So the rumor is there's uh, the okay. MCU one, the guy with the blue cape in, behind him, because maybe right. we're blue patch, then the Defender Strange, um, mm -hmm. and then Zombie Strange. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, Sinister Strange. That was the Sinister. other one, not even MCU Strange. It's the Sinister Strange. That was Zombie Strange. One. Zombie Strange is the art with all the... Gotcha. Yes. Okay. So we, and we saw Zombie Strange, and we, it looks like we saw Zombie um, Scarlet Witch. So yes. the concept of the multiverse seems to be a, a so big of a role that this is the first time that I, I think I agree with Maurer that it almost might be too much fan service that I don't even see how you get a Doctor Strange story out of everything that I've seen unless you're just saying it's Doctor Strange's. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like that's there's where so I, much going on. <laughs> I keep going back that this should have just been called the Multiverse uh, of Madness. Multiverse of Madness. Madness. And, and he's used Doctor Strange as a way to tell the story. Yep. But it sounds like, you know, it's Book of Boba Fett. But the I was just going to say that. <laughs> it's, it's the War of Tatooine instead of the Book of Boba Fett. Maybe just call this the multi Mar Marvel's Multiverse of Madness. Boom. 
Because I would love to see them tell more of a story about how you become the Sorcerer Supreme. Well, man, like, we might still get that. But like a, a standalone, almost like a Dark Knight uh, or Batman Begins type story of it. I do Focusing on it. You might get more of that than you think you are. I think Kevin Feige recently said that there are no more Avengers movies, and people went nuts about that. Um, because no, because he's making every movie an Avengers movie. Well, now. he's making well, no, he's making new Avengers, Young Avengers, and Dark Avengers. So there are different Avengers. So the <laughs> Avengers are you're right. They now have names. So instead of Avengers: Age of Ultron, the Age of Ultron now goes before Avengers. <laughs> so now it's New Avengers, you know, Young Avengers, so on and so forth. Um, but I do think that that leads two more character centric stories after all this is done i think they got all they got their hands on the properties and they were like all right what the hell do we do with all this and they have the new i the new deal with sony allowing them to to deal with spider-man a little bit more so they were like all right let's change our plans to incorporate everything that we've now have access to we'll use dr strange to do it we'll have this temporary period where we tell the next avengers new avengers and young avengers that leads us to uh x-men and then that, it won't be Avengers much anymore. It'll just be about the X-Men. So uh, during that period, you might get a Doctor Strange movie that does focus more on that, like a, like a Black Widow, if that makes sense. I just think that right now, this is something they, they planned when they got access to the Fox franchises. And now we're seeing it finally happening because we know they work like five years in advance. We're now getting to that point. Yeah, I just I hope that they don't abandon the impact and the appreciate appreciation that some fans have for those standalone still to, in the universe but focused we'll say stories i think like, and i think you'll get that because you can't not with joker like joker changed everything joker was a rated r a dark rated r comic book movie that made uh, without a hero without a hero right a st and, and a very gritty realistic one that made didn't it make like a billion dollars <laughs> Yep. It made some gargantuan <laughs> amount of money. And Mar trust me, Marvel took note of that. But they they But they're 17 years out, so right, that's when what we I'm retire. We exactly. <laughs> we'll start seeing that stuff in the next five years. It's I think what we start getting verse. I think you'll get it with X-Men. Like, I think you're going to start seeing, like, Logan get a movie or a show. And I think that's when you – right now, if there's, right now we're in the transitional period, but unfortunately that takes years when we're talking the MCU where the comics only take a couple months. Yeah. So what other cool things did you guys notice in the trailer? Oh, well, I feel like we just need to just go through it, man. That's, that's, that's I mean, a lot. To... What wasn't in it? <laughs> so a lot wasn't in it. Doctor Strange's actual stories? Um <laughs> Well, I would love to see how Doctor Strange. A lot of people are saying that that the Doctor Strange that we see wake up from the, that says that there's a nightmare. That's not MCU Strange. There's a there's a lot of rumor that n none of the MCU versions are actually there. These are other variants. And then what's happening is is that the Illuminati might be the actual villains because the MCU is ruining the multiverse. I wouldn't say the Illuminati and villains and the Illuminati in comics is just a group of the smartest people on the six one six. Uh, universe that kind of keep an eye to make sure shit's not going to break down on a yeah I catastrophic get you. weather. I get you, uh, and, they, and they do they you know they destroy planets, so you know. <laughs> but I wouldn't <laughs> say they're evil. 
no, you're right, but they are the villains of the story because they're trying to destroy the MCU. The rumor or they're the heroes. Again, this is a big rumor. There are <laughs> sure, like just like Doctor Doom is the hero to Latveria, he's still the person who's trying to conquer the world. Um, my point is, is if the if the Illuminati's true goal is to remove the MCU because they're destroying the multiverse with all of the things that we're seeing, uh, that that that's an interesting idea. So the trial of Strange could be not the trial of Doctor Strange, but the trial of the MCU and what they're doing to the multiverse. Right. That, this is rumor. Do this is a theory. This is like, so. Don't who take do you think credence. is our MCU Illuminati? We know that Mordo is there. We know Mordo. We know uh, Professor X. Like, well, even though we he just came voice. out, yeah, he just came out and said that wasn't him. But I think right now everybody's Andrew Garfield. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everybody's. <laughs> saying, well, no. it might not be him. Like they can generate his voice and generate. He he had a great line where he was like, "Look, if we didn't make Logan, I would be more down to sit back in that chair." But after seeing Logan, I he goes, "I almost cried in the theater, and then I tried not to because Hugh Jackman was with me." But then I looked over and saw him <laughs> crying, and I'm like, "It's okay, Patrick, you can let it out." <laughs> um, I think I don't know. I I still think it's Andrew Garfield. Like Ryan Reynolds also said he's definitely not in the movie. But there's a lot of people who are pointing to an area of the poster that very well could be him. Like, I get people are saying that that's probably fake, but that sure as hell looks like Deadpool doing the shush finger. Like, it looks verb- like it like they, someone took the poster and put it there. It's just very tiny. Right. And we I, also uh, saw Captain Carter's shield, so she very well could be on the Illuminati. See, I don't think she should be on the Illuminati, because the Illuminati is supposed to be for the, like intellectual like the reed richards so we should have re- in the comics yeah, it's reed richards and namor that. and i believe that name reed's gonna be there i don't think namor will be there um i do you don't think, think this would be a cool way to introduce him and then I go into namor, black panther no i think it'll be safe for black panther because because of uh, losing chadwick i think th- there's a lot more at stake there where they can't rely on chadwick you know what i mean or letitia <laughs> well i there's rumor she's not there's rumor that that it's um that, that it's uh, M'Baku. Like that they're so going do you think we'll have an M'Baku, because he's in the Illuminati, I think we'll have the M'Baku Black Panther? There's, on- I heard, I saw rumor that that's a possibility, that he's the dude sitting in the chair because of the Black Panther collar. Like, if you zoom in, you see that Black Panther collar. Right. But, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. I will say that Captain Carter being, on the, being there would make sense because of what if, and we're talking the MCU. And they mm-hmm. also did, Captain America was in the Illuminati for a short period of time before they wiped their mind. You could quite literally have... Peggy Carter saying, this is ridiculous. We can't wipe out a universe uh, because and of then the Scarlet Witch. Oh, and they wipe her mind and kick her off the team. And then just send her back to her own universe. <laughs> like, they could just... <laughs> that oh, would be perfect. Bye. They could have Mordo wipe her mind and call it a day. So, um, they, I do think that there's, there's, a, there's credence to Scarlet Witch uh, in all of her universes, that Scarlet Witch will eventually get to a point where she's dangerous on a multiversal scale, and that's what the that's what the Illuminati is trying to do is stop the Scarlet Witch, either in uh, our Scarlet Witch, the MCU's, or in general that Scarlet Witch gets to that point and that she needs to be taken care of because that ties right into House of M. Uh, it fits very well after uh, WandaVision. Like it, it, it flows very nicely into a story like this where she's looking for her kids, and then you can say it's Mephisto, Cthone, or uh, Dormammu that's controlling her to do it, just like we saw in uh, Secret Empire when Dormammu or when Cthone took over Scarlet Witch for the first time. So, uh, <laughs> anybody else scratching the head on why they're trying to make America Chavez like a big part of this movie? She of where apparently- she fits in. 
Well, so so here's the rumor about her. So apparently, apparently, she was originally supposed to be in Spider Man, and she was the character who was going to bring over Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. But because of COVID, they had to do some rewrites, especially with the New Deal. So then that's when they moved they moved things around. Um, she was supposed to be introduced in that movie. They couldn't pull it off, so now she was introduced in this movie. Um, she must she just seems like the lame role. duck, like like. When you're thinking of this type of movie, you don't think, you know who what who be in this? America Chavez. That fits perfectly with this. It does fit perfectly because her power is to travel through the multiverse. Like that's her power. She creates portals to other universes. So she is the easiest MacGuffin in the world to pull in to explain how Doctor Strange moves around the multiverse. Like one of the first scenes we see is but all he doesn't of the need stars. her to move around the multiverse. At this point, he does. He doesn't know anything about the multiverse. It's something they know shockingly little about. We know that from the MCU. <laughs> the MCU you're thinking Comic Strange. This isn't Comic Strange. This is well. MCU how far strange. into the future is this? Uh, not too far after. I'm get. Well, look, it's a guess, but not too yeah. far after No Way Home. Because at No Way Home, he seems to know an awful lot about the multiverse. Not really. Not really. The multi. He flat out says the multiverse is something we know very shockingly little in the movie. I mean, so, and he has no control of it by the end. So I can see the Illuminati saying, like, this dude's got to go, man. He's, <laughs> he's causing problems, and that's, that's a very Illuminati thing to do. Like, remember, during the incursions, the Illuminati killed how many planets? Like, a handful of Earths were destroyed at the hands of the Illuminati. Now, mind you, if they didn't, they would have crashed into 616 and everyone would have died. So I, I'm not saying what they did wasn't just. I'm just saying that Captain America wouldn't let it happen. So they wiped his mind and they said, all right, we're going to just, just blow up these planets. <laughs> <laughs> so it would not surprise me if the Illuminati was trying to kill Scarlet Witch and or Doctor Strange because of the things that they're doing to the multiverse in general. If that all makes right. sense. I, we'll see. Um, I'm still not sold on this. I think once I see it and I wrap my head around it's not a Doctor Strange movie. It's it's Book of Boba Fett, bro. If you can appreciate Book of Boba Fett as a Star Wars show and not a Boba Fett show, you'll appreciate Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. If you just, th again, think of it, Marvel's Multiverse of Madness. Just throw Doctor Strange yeah. out of it and just think of it as a cool ride of all of the movies and shows that we've ever watched merging into one story to give us something new at the end. Because but apparently when this where is over, everything's different. You see where I have like tepid anticipation because Doctor Strange, the first one, is my favorite. Marvel I know, movie. but you know going into it that that's probably not the case. So be pleasantly surprised instead of pissed off. <laughs> my point is, you have the choice right now to choose. You're choosing whether or not to be upset or happy about this. I'm choosing violence, is what you're saying. You are choosing violence. <laughs> you are cho you're choosing violence, my friend, because it's that's gonna be brand. cool. It's gonna be cool. It just might not be the Doctor Strange sequel that you were hoping for. Right. Because it, it's gonna be something unique that we've never seen before. We've never seen anything like this. No, I get that. Um, and there seems like lots of cool stuff is happening. The visuals look cool. I like the fact they're keeping the Doctor Strange visuals from the first one. Like, they're not changing that as much. Uh, they're not MCUing it down, if you will. Well, if you were... Okay, so Marvel Marvel Mauer over here, he's now, he's now ahead over at, Ma uh, at Marvel... And Maurer has the has just got all of the properties from all of the shows back together, and they and Marvel and Disney and Marvel were like, all right, we want to incorporate something where they all meet. We want to cross all this stuff over, and they said, Maurer, what character should we use that's in the MCU Scarlet Witch. to tell that story? Scarlet Witch. And you were getting Scarlet Witch. She's yeah, but it. I would have called it Scarlet Witch. Like I would have made it made of a Scarlet Witch movie to feed off of the Wandavision. You don't think? 
Doctor Strange would make more money than Scarlet Witch? Not like at you, again. Not. You're not thinking of it as a business person. You're thinking no, of thinking it as, as a business fan. person. I think Scarlet Witch um, has more draw because of that show than Whoa. Doctor Strange. A I lot of like... people hold Doctor Strange very low on their Marvel movie. Yeah, list. but how pissed off? No, I don't think that's true. And then how pissed off were people that he didn't make an appearance in her show? He not was even many... touted in her show as the most powerful. You know what I mean? Like, they, you're even more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. His name was used in that show to compare her power to. But I still think she is more popular than him. Oh, I don't think that's true. Yeah. She's a much bigger draw than, well, Elizabeth Benedict Olsen is, is a, bigger a much actor. bigger draw. Yeah. yeah. You think Elizabeth Olsen is a bigger draw than Benedict Much bigger than Benedict. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Well, so I put, and I've sent it to you guys, my list of my top Marvel movies and a bunch of different groups just to kind of like get some conversation. And I got ripped apart by having Doctor Strange even in my top 10, let alone my number one. Like, people were like, that's not even a top 10, top tier, top half for me. Hundreds of people, you know? And it's a small group because it's only a couple thousand people in the group. But everybody was saying how WandaVision should be in top 10. WandaVision, oh, the top 10 of Marvel properties? Yeah. Yeah, I don't see that. See, I like WandaVision, but I don't think it's better than Doctor Strange. But for some... I think it ha- it's the Tobey Maguire syndrome. Elizabeth Olsen is one of the most charismatic people they have. And MCU fans are losing Scarlett Johansson, who was that charismatic, I'm one of the guys, and they hate Brie Olsen. <laughs> so therefore, Elizabeth Olsen is now skyrocketed to the top of the MCU fandom because we no longer have RDJ. You know, we don't have Chris Evans. So when you think of the most charismatic actors... In the MCU right now, it's Elizabeth Olsen and Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, I get that, but it's it's also I mean, we're saying this like Benedict Cumberbatch isn't Benedict Cumberbatch. Like he's he's an he's a multi Oscar nominated actor. Like he's not he is a caliber of of actor that the MCU doesn't see much of. <laughs> and MCU <laughs> fans don't give a shit about that. I guess remember I, they're I, the look, ones. I'm, I'm apparently I'm in the minority here. I yeah. I thought I was I was pretty thought i was pretty backed up with what i was saying but on this show that's not true (laughs) that's not true but yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun man it's gonna be gonna be a fun movie i have to get past that it's not a doctor strange movie just like it wasn't a boba fett show yeah it's not it's not a boba fett show it was not it was a star wars show it should have been a star wars story tatooine that would have been perfect or the war for tatooine sure and this could be just marvel's multiverse of madness Done. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to get my head wrapped around. Mm-hmm. When I go to see Wrap it, I'll it. I'll enjoy it. <laughs> um, but we talked about like in the beginning when we heard what this originally was going to be. Like it's hard not getting that anymore. I I'm hoping that that original director will come back to do a standalone Doctor Strange, so we can get kind of what his feel of it was going to be, because he wanted to dive deep into Doctor Strange's magic and sorcery. I know. I, I get what you want. I just think that even if I was Benedict Cumberbatch and they were like, we're going to give you a dark, gritty origin kind of talking about how the magic works and a true Doctor Strange story, or we're going to give you a movie that's probably going to break every record that is potentially one of the most valuable things we've ever done that will change the future of the MCU moving forward. You're just not going to be in it as much. Which one do you want? He's a weird bird. I don't know what he would pick. I, I, I feel like I know where everyone would go with that. It's the same reason why, you know, 
wise in, uh, into the Spider Verse. We're not into the Spider Verse. Uh, no way home worked. No, no one's gonna turn down no way home money. No one. <laughs> no one. Ben Affleck. Will ever. Ben, okay, maybe Ben Affleck. <laughs> you know, he had to go through some some shit to get to that point. <laughs> you know, and I get it. He's a he's a cautionary tale. He did say yes to Justice League. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> and then was like, oh, <laughs> screw this shit. This was this was a bad idea. <laughs> Worst experience I ever had. I almost I relapsed, got divorced, <laughs> <laughs> went through the worst period of my life ever, but became friends with Kevin Smith again. So who knows? <laughs> Win wins, you know, small victories. Uh, All right. Speaking. Is, go ahead. I was gonna say, speaking of Star Wars story, the war for Tatooine. Can we move oh. on to some some less divisive uh, news? No, I have a feeling it this may is still, still gonna, be. This is still going to be divisive. I don't. I, it's a, that's why I love doing this show is because in my normal circles and the people I talk to, Doctor Strange Two is not divisive. <laughs> like everybody's excited. It's I just know how many of them are show, Doctor Strange fans be. though. They're, that's but we don't live in a world where there's many. Like, dude, growing up there were no Doctor Strange fans. That's like, bullshit. I had no one in my world. You're talking about your world. My world, there wasn't. My world, Doctor Strange was not brought up as an often thing. It was like Thor. I didn't give a hell. No, no one could care about Doctor Strange. You grew up in that Spider-Man, everything shiny world. That's fine. I, I mean, that's that, but that's the world I grew up in. And to this day, my my news feed still is the same way. It's everyone's stoked for this movie, but that's why I like this show is because you're not gonna. I'm not gonna get that opinion here. <laughs> I got to <laughs> defend that opinion here. <laughs> Um, all right. So speaking of defending opinions, I don't know how this is going to be taken uh, because I think the Obi-Wan show, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show is probably the most important thing coming out of Star Wars to date. Like doing a Ewan McGregor uh, starred show about Obi-Wan Kenobi after Revenge of the Sith is more important than Boba Fett. Mandalorian's important because of what it, how it brought Star Wars back to the forefront after the brink of the, the last three movies. Um, so it's, it, it's it brought the, everyone back around. Like everyone's excited for Star Wars again. Nobody was excited when last Mandalorian Jedi, but, is like, the hero to Kathleen Kennedy's villain. Sure, sure. Um, and now you've got Obi Wan Kenobi, which looks or should be outstanding, and it probably will be. But let's talk about recently. Spoiler alert: There's some plot leaks that came out. I don't know how true these are, but they're worth talking about. One, Ewan McGregor is going to be in a very, very dark place. So this is him him going to Tatooine to watch after Luke to make sure Luke's okay. But because it's the him being a Jedi is dangerous, there's Jedi hunters out there, uh, and he just lost his best friend. I mean, arguably killed his best friend. Um, he is in a dark, dark place. So right off the bat, it's not going to be a bright, happy show at all. It's only six episodes. Um, and the crux of the story apparently is about a young Princess Leia. So this will be years after Revenge of the Sith. He's watching, apparently watching Luke eventually might leave the world uh, because Princess Leia, a young child, Princess Leia is in jeopardy. Uh, and he apparently will fight Hayden Christensen's Darth Vader twice. So Vader will be a, a, a bigger part of this story than, than the cameo that it was originally led on to believe. That he is... I never heard be, that it was a cameo. I heard from the beginning. A, I thought they said he was a big part of it. No, I I always remembered him just being like you know leading up to a Hayden Christensen scene, but it's not apparently that. Like Boba Fett or like Mando in in Boba Fett. Like no, Mando became very important show. to Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I, I think I, Hayden Christensen's Ewan, Vader. 
Ewan might have been letting a little bit more go in his interviews because every interview I've ever seen is I loved doing acting with Hayden again and you know we got to fight maybe two out of him we'll see what the who has the winning tally at the end of it like from the beginning of this show he has not kept his lips tight at all about well, the amount of time he spent with Hayden it would be awesome to have a scene where he just gets trounced by by Vader like Vader just wipes the floor of them for a scene and then that really where he has to step it up for the final one to protect Leo and or Luke. Cause Here's what I don't get about the Leia thing, though. She's got a whole royal army around her. That's great. That's a good question. <laughs> I agree. And, so, and apparently the guy who plays the dude from Alderaan that, she, that she's given to, I forget his name. Jimmy Smits. Is that who it was? Yeah. I think it's Jimmy Smits. Uh, I forget his name I, in the Yeah, General canon, some but... or other. Um, mm-hmm. he, uh, he's going to be in the, mo- in the show again as well. Because so, he doesn't age. That's true. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, and John Williams is also back for the score. Well, John Williams has said after the last time he worked that he will do as many Star Wars projects as he can because it's one of the few things that he just feels naturally flows from him and he feels like he understands the world and what the music needs. Mm, I love that. Can I say I, something? You're missing, you you're missing a huge, huge actor and character in this show. Do you guys know that Sung Kang is going to be in this? And apparently he's going to be wielding a lightsaber? Who? Han? Fast and the Furious? He's going to have a lightsaber in this? Yeah. And he's also, remember this? He's from uh, Better Off Tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's where Han's from. Right. His whole name in that movie is Han Solo. Ha, that's awesome. Just, just putting it out there. <laughs> that's awesome. Huge I didn't fan. hear that. I knew he was going to be in it. I didn't know he was getting a lightsaber. I, don't, I read I, it somewhere. I think I just like Boba Fett, there's going to be a lot of flashbacks. I think you're going to see Order 66 from a lot of like what we saw Grogu, like that scene where Grogu saw actual right. like uh, Anakin's troopers, Anakin's um, like hit squad. That I think you're going to see a lot of that. So he might be a Jedi who's killed. Like he very that. Uh, very I don't. Nice I have a feeling. He's such a big name worldwide mm-hmm. that I think they're going to br- he will be a new character introduced that they can play with in future properties. That would be interesting. Like that would be that, interesting. That could be like their Mando for this storyline. That would be cool. I it, it's hard for me to believe that with the the how little there are like how few Jedi there are after Order 66 and I also feel like Order 66 <laughs> although the galaxy's be- a big place. Oh, I get that. Um, I get that. And there's 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 bounty hunters like there's literally Jedi hunters at this point in the story. Um, so you're very it's absolutely possible. Like I know nothing about what could be. I just think that it would make more sense to have a bunch of Jedi through the beginning and getting an Obi-Wan backstory and make you care about some of the Jedi who were killed, because that that's the thing that kills me about Order 66 in the movie. I don't care about any of the Jedi that you watch die. <laughs> I have no relationship or know any of them. It's just like, oh, OK, so that's how it happened. Now, if you make me care, like you felt for Grogu during that scene when those Jedi were being killed and they were coming up on Grogu, I had a, 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 I cared about what was going on. I, See, I care. cared about the Jedi in general. Yeah, but you knew that was going to happen. <laughs> it's different when you, it's people you care about. Like in my head, I'm thinking, okay, so that's where Ahsoka died. Wait, but that's you knew in, in uh, what'd you call it? Uh, Rogue One that everybody was going to die and you still cared at the end of that. Sure, because they did a great job of making me care about the characters. You're you're absolutely right. I'm just saying that that's the thing that they failed to do in the in the in the prequel movies is make me care about the Jedi I watched die. 
unless you were big into the lore, especially the Legends lore at the time, you didn't know any or care about any of these people you saw get killed. You didn't know any of them. You had no relationships with any of them. Right? So all of a sudden right. you're just watching Jedi be killed. Now you can actually spend some time with these Jedi before they die and watch. Maybe we see how Grogu's saved. Like maybe Grogu's being saved in this show. Maybe that's how Grogu gets away from the 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 temple as Anakin's going through and ripping up the the younglings. Well, we're also going to have to see how he learns to become one with the Force. Who? Like, his Grogu? Jedi training isn't complete. Grogu? No, uh, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Mm. I think you're going to get a lot of Qui-Gon. I, I, would, I would be shocked if we don't hear um, Taken, what's his name, Liam Neeson? I think Liam Neeson shows up in this. Yo, I'll scream at the TV. <laughs> I agree. The more Nothing I learn about Qui-Gon Jinn. Enjoy like, or in disgust? Enjoy. I, so, okay. Fantastic. Me too. So I love episode one. Really? Like I love episode one. Really? Wow, yeah. you are you were an enigma, my friend. I hate episode two. Really? I the skip last it every time. Minutes I... of two are great. The I skip episode two trash, every man. time. I, I love episode one. I really, really love episode three. Um, episode three is one of the few movies I saw over ten times in theaters. Wow! Wow! Episode like, three is. I watched it back to back to back. Episode three is hands down the best of the the prequels, unquestionably the best of the prequels. My pro, I just can't. Hayden Christensen bothers me in those, just because you don't get a lot of the backstory that you get from something like Clone Wars. You just get him a very cry, very whiny. Vader. No. <laughs> oh, you're saying you're saying no. I thought you were arguing with me. You're no, doing no, the no, no. Yeah, you're doing the no scene. He just, it's just, he's just so whiny. He's just so they won't let me join them, <laughs> so I killed them. The women and the children. Sand gets everywhere. Like that's that's Hayden Christensen. All the whole movie, all of them. Luke, yeah. Eric, excuse me. Anakin in Clone Wars is amazing. He, yeah, but I Luke's real Anakin. whiny in the original trilogy too. You, you're right, but then but then he stops being whiny after the first movie. Hayden Christensen's, and I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm just saying that the dialogue that they gave him to to deliver was whiny until the end. Until the yeah. end, he they won't let me be a master. <laughs> It's it's a whole movie. Every movie he has the scene doing that, and it well, just, only has two movies, so it's only one more movie of whiny. That's true. He's, it's true. It's true. And then uh, and that and that kid, he's fine. <laughs> he's fine. He's not. He's okay. Young Anakin. But but the two movies with Hayden Christensen, he he made it hard, and not him. His dialogue made it hard to watch. Right. That's why I don't like those movies. <laughs> and I would love to see this movie do flashbacks because I really do enjoy kind of the behind the scenes of the Jedi and, you know, the religious political aspect of it. Oh, I think you'll get that. I 100% think you'll get that eventually. Like, we, we know that Sis show is coming. You know what I mean? I think the High Republic stuff, all the old lore, like the legend stuff is coming Can back. Can you explain something to me? Because uh, I'm trying to get through that stupid... <laughs> Clone Wars show. I will. I will do my best. I might not be the best person here. I'm. I'm in, I'm in the process the beep, of learning the new canon. How the beep are there more than one two Sith? Oh, at that point, that's a that's they they have a different name. There's only two that are actually trained at the same time. So there's a master and a Padawan, but there are still dark. There's still force sensitive people that go to the dark side. They're just not trained by the Sith. But they're called Sith. Like in the episode one, they talk about the one Chichi and a Sith. Yes. Yeah. She, yeah. She and she is. Remember, Maul died at this point. Yeah, but you still have Dooku. Uh, what's his name? Dooku. Who's you don't the know apprentice. that. Du you don't know that. You're not. Remember, you're not supposed to know that. This is the plan of the. 
Uh, you're not supposed to know. Yes, do but poop. they know it. The Sith themselves know it. Oh, you're you're <laughs> right. You're right. And it it also kind of laughs in. Well, at, at that point, remember that they. This is where we get into what's his name. Um, the guy freaking out over how the Force works. Um, did, Freddie Prince Jr. Do you ever see that video? Him freaking no. out because no. he's like, you can't level up in the Star Wars universe. It's great. He goes on a big rant about it. But uh, so the Force dictates there's two and two. So once they did the rule of two, part of that is is that the Force will only give you two Jedi, which is part of how Order sixty six comes about, right? So it's it's it, it did create balance. Anakin did the thing he said he was gonna that they he was prophesized to do, just not in the way they thought he was gonna do it, right? He was the chosen one to bring balance to the Force. Well, what did he do? He got rid of all of the Jedi. Except for two. <laughs> Until there was two Sith, and then Luke and Leia were born. That's why that's why Palpatine seducing Anakin is such an important thing because him seducing Anakin means that um, he didn't have a he didn't have a rival, and then it wasn't going to be equal anymore. So him taking what would have been equal for the Force, um, he created two two Sith, another Sith, making meaning the Force then needed to compensate by giving two new Jedi. That still doesn't explain the fact there's a shit ton of Sith in the Clone Wars. You, oh, you're absolutely right, and I honestly don't know if I how much I. I mean, I know it's I know it's can it's it's hypocrisy to say this, but I don't like George Lucas's idea of it. Like one of the reasons that I love uh, the concept that I love that the new three movies were going to do, then they never did, uh, was re-establishing what it means to balance the force like the force needs to be balanced within you of a, a little bit of light and a little bit of dark like there is such thing as a gray jedi that's not a thing in, in normal canon uh, you can use both there is a, a a yin and a yang within you instead of the, this overall thing that affects the universe like that's where i thought it was going obviously that's not where it went <laughs> so <laughs> That's not the case. So you're yeah. right. You have a. It's a fair question. But remember that the balance is how many Jedi are there. So it's okay that there are more Sith. And once the Sith, once the Jedi go away, yeah, but it ruins everything when they're like, we know there must be because there's only two. Well, the like, rule of two. I forget. I forget the the Sith Lord who did the rule of two. Uh, but they're but they they had what are called like their acolytes. I believe that's what they were called. I could be wrong on that name, but they were Sith that weren't really Sith. But they called them Sith. Kind they give them a lightsaber. They're, they're they got not, force well, powers. You that's that's on you. You get like uh, all the lightsaber all their lightsaber is is a corrupted it's a it's a force user who corrupts the right. kyber but crystal. But to be a Sith and to use to be able to use yeah, the they force could be a, they in could order be a, to corrupt it. They could have been a Jedi who all of a sudden started using more of the dark side. Yeah, go ahead. Sith Acolyte. So the Sith Acolyte was a rank within the Sith Order prior to Darth Bane's Reformation. The term was used to refer to Force-sensitive apprentices who had only just started on the Dark Path under the tutelage of more experienced Sith Lord to rightfully bear the mantle of Sith. Yeah, that bitch wasn't so they're, beginning they're her not journey. Quite, they're not quite Sith. Because, well, no, because Palpatine would never allow it. That's why Vader, the whole, th so Vader in the comics... Is his whole thing, and I guess we'll see it in this, is to find force sensitive children. That that's what what um, that's why they're going for Grogu. That's that all of this goes around Palpatine trying to find all the force sensitive children so he can create a new army and create the Snokes. Uh, Vader crushes he finds a bunch of them and then crushes the map to find them because he doesn't want a replacement. So he goes around and just kills more people because he doesn't want Palpatine to replace him just like he used. Anakin to replace Dooku, who replaced the chick, who replaced, um, what's it called? Darth Maul. So there's so many people getting replaced left and right <laughs> that he's like, you know what? I'm not going to allow you to have competition. I'm going to just wipe everyone out. You can't replace me. I'm going to replace you. That was Anakin's whole thing. 
Yeah, it's just when I saw that, I was like, wait. Like, the first episode, they're already going against what is known as there can only be only two. Well, at that time, yes and no, because there were nowhere near as many Jedi, but that's why Palpatine needed to, that's why Palpatine influ influenced the Clone Wars in the first place. He create, he literally created the Clone Wars to get an army to then take over the Republic and be the true emperor. Like, he orchestrated the whole thing. But there was, at that point, there wasn't the rule that there can only be two Jedi. What's that? Well, it's two Sith. And yes, right. there was. The Sith, the, that Sith, that rule is older. I forget the. Again, I don't know. I'm 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 in the process of learning all this stuff. I will be there at one one point. But there was another Sith Lord who. So came they up with added this. that after. That's the original legends. Movie. No, that that goes back to that's a that's a what's it called thing. That's a. Um, but Legends um, was never truly canon into the movies. Not anymore. But during, it wasn't back but then. At, at was the it? time, at the, the, the time, anything that that Lucas essentially okayed was canon. But I think, and this is completely off track, I think he gave it the okay where they were allowed to take from the movies, but it didn't influence the movies. Well, like his original, it, yeah, his original scripts were already written. Like yeah, so original, for him, like it was his, like, his you can do whatever you want. I'll say that's canon for the, the written world, but it didn't have to, he didn't have to follow it. But remember, he George so Lucas was waiting. involved with the Clone Wars cartoon, so this is all still George Lucas. So my anyway, my point is is that this show is going to be cool, and there's a lot riding on this show. And as long as it stays the caliber that we've been given, whether or not you're a, like, even if the show becomes an Obi Wan Kenobi led Star Wars show and not a true Obi Wan Kenobi show, it's still going to do well. But I think this will hurt it more than Book of Boba Fett did. Like I think they have to stay true to an Obi Wan show, and they can't deviate like they did with Boba Fett. Yeah, you know Obi Wan I mean? better be in every every episode. It, I don't think you can. I don't think it's possible to do this story and get and not piss people off because you're now taking a character that's got a lot more lore behind them than Boba did. Like Boba, a lot of that stuff was up in the air and they could play around with it a lot. You can't really do that with Obi Wan. So this this show this show has to hit the ground running and has to stay good in, in order for them not to lose. It's in order for Star Wars fans not to lose faith. Like I feel like Star Wars is on a knife's edge every time they release something. <laughs> And I f believe that Knife's Edge is created by Kathleen freaking Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, but I think they're doing a good job of bridging the gap. Like, I think everything <laughs> like, you see... Back off. Well, yes, got this. But, but she's still... She, like, for, uh, getting a Finn show, I'm 100% for. Like, I'm okay with getting a Finn show. And the whole... Really? Grogu, Grogu exists to help explain Snoke. The Mandalorian, the first Grogu season... Grogu exists to sell merchandise. Sure, but his M, his M count and the whole first season ties into creating Snoke's. Right. So all, everything you're seeing right now is to try and make the new movies make sense. Like of the, in Book of Boba Fett, we saw the we saw the temple being built that we see destroyed in uh, uh, Last Jedi. So like they're literally bridging the gap now. Instead of just getting rid of those three movies and making you know a whole new world, they're trying to tie everything in together with this new series that we're getting. My fear is they're going to keep doing it with Obi-Wan, and I don't think they can. Obi-Wan needs to be its own His thing. His own thing. Yes. Well, and he's only a one-shot show as well. Yeah, he, uh, no. Well, I mean, it depends on how much money it makes. Like, if it does really well, I'm sure they can throw a book. So you know how we said Ben Affleck was the one person that would be like, nah, I don't need the money? Ewan McGregor is also that person. Yeah, but Ewan McGregor loves being Obi-Wan. Like he loves, he loves, he loves being it. Obi -Wan. So watch the uh, his documentaries where he travels the world on motorcycle. Mm -hmm. um, and at one point he's like, "I love being Obi Wan, but I hate it at the same time," because he, that's all he's recognized for. Oh yeah, like he was in Argentina, and like he is the greatest person in the world because like 
a hundred people got in line and he took a picture and signed something for all of them randomly when he was trying to get lunch while driving from the tip of South America to Alaska. And he's, he's like, this is the one downside of doing star Wars is everywhere I go. There can be a line like this forming out of anywhere. Sure. And I, yeah, and I, I feel and like I, he just got away from that. And I'm sure that's annoying, but I think he also loves the endearing moments. Like he, he did the, the Graham Norton show where he was talking about how someone didn't believe he was Obi-Wan. And he was like, but no, I am Obi-Wan. Like he was arguing with the kid. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I am Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, so, but regardless, he's very excited to come back. He's very excited to have the scenes with Hayden yeah. Christensen. I'm excited for Hayden Christensen to have a re-go at this. Like I, I want Hayden Christensen's Vader to be good because of, uh, because of Clone Wars. That's yeah, and we honest. saw, <laughs> and we saw a glimpse in episode three. Yes, like there was moments where you got to see his acting shine through, and where he can play a badass really good. Oh, and yeah. dude, there's a. There, I'll see if I can put this on the show post as well. There's a, a a cut from the fight scene just went on too long, uh. But there is the Hayden Christensen, uh, with the stunt coordinator practicing the fight scene of the stuff that all got kicked out and some wild stuff happens but he is so good like the the action scenes where he's wielding the lightsaber are incredible like there was a there's a point in the in the deleted scene where their lightsabers actually connect hilt to hilt so they, oh, like, wow. they go into each other which causes this giant explosion um which something we could see in the obi-wan show just saying throw that out there <laughs> um because nope. they do nope. they take deleted scenes and they make them canon now, Mashko, go for Are it. More excited seeing Darth Vader or Obi Wan? Ooh, ooh! I would say Obi Wan. To be honest with you, because of be- because you well number you and can't even say his name right now. You and McGregor is one of <laughs> the. I love him from Train Spotting. Oh, it's yes. the best. and ever since then, That's everything the I try to see that he is in, and I just, I just enjoy. He seems and always comes off as a genuine person. Uh, not that that matters when acting, but you get what no, I'm saying. I so I want to see that. It's I want to see we, more of him. It's why we like John Cena. <laughs> yeah, like you even know, the island. He was in, that movie was terrible, interesting. and he was in uh, Tom Holland's first feature film. Hmm. <laughs> yes, and I can't think of the name of it. The Impossible, I think. Is that yeah. it? Yeah. What the else? Tsunami. The other thing that's in. Impo- oh yeah, he was in that. No shit. All right, Tom Holland was in a good movie. <laughs> Tom Man. Holland was good in that too, and he was only like twelve. Yeah, I like that movie. That movie was good. I was trying to look through uh, Hayden Christensen's uh, IMDb here just to see what he's been in recently, and don't. Yeah, there's no. Unfortunately, I think the I think the role of Vader hurt his career more than helped it. Hopefully, yeah. after this, he gets some good acting jobs. And it's not. And again, it's not his fault. He was. He, it's, the actor isn't the one who writes the, the the dialogue, and he was told to be whiny. He was yeah. creepy and whiny, and that was the actor he was. That was the cat role he was told to play. Like in in, in Clone Wars, he's a little creepy. He's <laughs> like, remember when Padme even goes, "Please stop staring at me like that," and he doesn't. He just does that really <laughs> creepy smile. You're like, dude, stop. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and I get the why, but it didn't translate well. He was supposed to be somebody who had these huge emotional connections and you know like desires but told that you can't have any of them so he gets stuck in this weird you can't have emotion but you're filled with emotion and it just didn't come off on screen well they can have emotion because like even uh obi-wan has a girlfriend Uh, you didn't get to that part in clone wars 
<laughs> but there's a Mandalorian that he's uh, he's a little smitten with. Oh. You can't have attachments. Like there's a there's a Jedi. But a girlfriend who, equals an attachment. There so was, the Clone Worlds you just, were you just freaking can't be changes okay. everything. You just can't be okay. You ha- you have to be okay with losing them. That's that's yeah. the that's the whole thing of it. You have to be okay with letting go of attachments. It sounds you like this be, Clone Wars show jacks up everything. No, it may no, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. It 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 honestly makes me okay with the new canon. See, with me, I'd be if I was and Mandalorian, I would be the religious zealot Mandalorian where the mask never comes off and it's well, that's not shocking. That's not sh- <laughs> you don't leave your house. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's not shocking. You do that. This you pick up your packages, saying to the mailman, "This is the way." <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. So, but on that note, I meant to do that goddamn thing. There it is. You should find. You can find the show. Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's at Welcome to Fireside at your social media choice, unless it's Twitter, which is Fireside Crew. Also, head over to Moshko Collects. Buy some stuff from him. We got our merch store over there. But you know, get a dark saber. Yeah, there's one. There's one behind him. So there's there's some there's some merch. <laughs> they available. are all sold. <laughs> oh snap! So order one, he'll get you one. Um, and then any order... more Mando helmets? Those are all sold out. Also. Oh, he uh, and I. Uh, see, this is this I is the personal one. This is the Moshko, the personal Moshko touch. You you want to talk about customer service? This man hand delivered me a Mando helmet in a <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> I'll have that's a boba, customer service. I'll have a Boba Fett one for you soon. That's that's five stars on Yelp right there. <laughs> uh, anyway, once again, I'm Menti. I'm Moshko. He said everything, so that's it. And I'm Mr. Mauer. <laughs> Menti, you're good at doing that thing. Thanks, man. Compliments from Mauer are few and far between. I will hold that forever. <laughs> Efficient. I compliment all of you guys. Uh Okay. Right. Few Jesus. and far between. <laughs> Few and far between. I just don't give compliments for adequate. <laughs> Which is what we normally are. Yeah, we're, we're normally pretty adequate. Deuces.